How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on The Fan. All right, guys. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere and by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. In the wake of A-Rod Day, by the way, the banner is still not in our studios, mm-hmm. even though it was promised to be back Evan, here today. what did you do with the banner, dude? I have no idea. Stop. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. The banner lasted three days. The A-Rod banner is in a safe place, and it will be hung up at the appropriate time. All right. So A-Rod Day was birthed because Evan wanted to get rid of his beard. And even though he's starting to like it, today's Cinco de Five-O <laughs> is the five ways Evan can get out of his beard situation. All right. Here, Here we go. go. Number five. You could keep it. Evan, you have accepted that your teams will never I win li- a championship. I like that one. Right. This is no different. You idolize Abe Lincoln. Now you could look like him for the rest of your life. You could just keep the beard and learn to love it. That defeats the whole purpose of the Cinco. The Cinco is how to get rid of the beard, and number five is don't get rid well, of the beard. Well, because we're starting with that, and then we'll go from there. I you could just keep it. But yeah. it contradicts with the topic. No, it does not. Instead of whining about it, you could just accept it. That's an option. What's the name on your little sheet of what this Cinco is? This is my list, not yours. Number four. You right. should have changed it here. Five ways Evan can mitigate... His beard situation. I don't know what the word here's mitigate a, means. Hold on, here's what I know. We are on SNY right now, and I'm reading their graphic. Yeah. And it says, five ways Evan can get out of his beard situation. Right. But change that get out of to mitigate his beard situation. Right, because number five is not me getting out and of my the, beard and situation. Then it makes sense. This is my list. All right, number four, diet. In more ways than one, by the way, Evan. Who are you to knock fat Ranger fans? So how about... Wow. Once a week, right? You diet, let's say, purple one week, then another week hot green. Yeah, diet. Not like, you know, be conscious of what you're eating. Well, it was both. It was a play on words. (laughs) So you would dye your beard a color for a week for, let's say, a month. Each week a different color for an entire month. Our choice. Would you be into that? You guys get to pick the colors? We pick the colors, and for one week it's like hot green. The next week it's yellow. Great idea. That's actually a really good idea. Oh, so then never mind. You're supposed to hate these. Number three. Number three. Let me make it clear. I don't love the idea, but I admit that it's creative, to Tiki's point. So two things can be true at the same time. I don't love it. I would love it saying, oh, I get to wear my uh, my orange beard. Well, my hair is already orange. My (laughs) pink beard today. My blue beard today. But... I respect the creativity. All right, Evan, I don't think you're going to love this one. Let's call this The Truth Shall Set You Free. Mm. We're going to go back to school, Evan. Tika love this. I want a thousand-word essay to be read on here on Evan and Tiki and on the Rico on why the Mets never threw a real no-hitter. One thousand words. Johan was a one-hitter, you know it. And a combined no-hitter is stupid and peak Mets. also a great one. One thousand words. A couple of things. No chance. Another thing is both Met no-hitters will be featured in my new book, My Mets Bible, that comes out April 2nd. You can pre-order it now on Amazon. Shameless plug. Have some shame, exactly. Number two. I want that scorebook, Evan. And it's not because I want to jot down that Lindor grounded out to second. Oh, no, it's much worse. You give me that scorebook and myself, Marash, Tiki, and five other people, we're going to take off our pants and we're going to rub our little tukis all over your scoreboard. Over my scoreboard? Or our little hiney. We get to do whatever we want with it for a week. <laughs> well, your most prized possession besides your family is your scorebook. Well, our bare ass is going to be on your scorebook. I have about 35 of them that are filled. So which book are you picking? The current one that the you have to one. use for the rest of our, uh, the year. You're going to put your bare ass on my scorebook? So the stench of our tukises, by the way, will be on your scorebook for the rest of the year. What's wrong with you? What are you this is supposed to be... This is, what do you mean, what's wrong with He's me? Warped. He's warped. Thank you, dude. You guys suck. Number one. All right, then you're really going to hate this one. I need you or I want you to get waxed. Now, what I mean by that is half of Evan's body, hear me out, you have to wax half your beard, 
Half your chest. We're going to go Brazilian. So around the Oprah Joel, <laughs> down the leg. We're going to recreate the scene from 40-year-old oh version. Evan's going to be a man lantern We'll bring a waxer in, or we could go to one of those places here in the city. Evan, half your body waxed. And the other caveat is it you have to walk around for, let's say, a month with half of it done. What? I mean, what? My whole body? Yep, the Brazilian, the whole thing. From the from the top of your dome half? all the way to your feet. So, like, half of my head is bald, half of my head has hair. Uh-huh. Half of my beard has hair, half uh-huh. of it is clean shaven. And then same with my chest hair and then down below. And you're a very hairy guy. So the hairier yeah. you are, the more that wax will hurt and the more right. we will love it. It's Actually, really difficult. You're probably oh, desensitized to the pain. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you accept? No. What do you mean, no? Do That'd I be great content. No. I, can I at least think about all of these? Thank you. I'll give you a sheet. And that is Cinco de Five O. <laughs> Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here on Evan and Tiki. Just, no, Kelly Clarkson! Just keep the beard. Yeah. <laughs> that was number five. You killed me for that. I think after that, I've realized. <laughs> the beard is the best option. By the way, the reason Sean Morash isn't here is that his feelings were hurt <laughs> by me calling him hefty yesterday during my anti-Rangers rant. Kiss my fatty! Now, the real reason he was here, and these are the words of our program director, who is still our program director. Reason number one is he's not a foxhole guy. Yeah. And reason number two was if he acted like an adult on Sunday, instead of screaming and drinking and being shirtless during a hockey game. Was he really shirtless? Shirtless. That's what I've been told. A hockey game that really only had two points on the line, if we're being honest with ourselves, that maybe Sean wouldn't have gotten sick and had to miss a day of work. And by the way, he didn't just miss a day of work. I am convinced he will not be in work tomorrow. Yeah, but I he, think we're missing multiple days of Sean Morash. I mean, but being cold doesn't actually get you sick. So what gets you sick? Germs, viruses. So you have to be around viruses. So, so he was around other sick Ranger yeah. fans. Yeah, being bitch, cold New York Ranger fan. I mean, it makes your nose run, but it doesn't make you sick. Yeah, Ranger fans tend to be uh, carrying <laughs> viruses around with them. Those are teachers. Stop, it's not mine. Stop. I didn't say You're that. Trying to get another. <laughs> Back page of the New York Post. No, no, I don't. Trust me. I don't want any of that. I'm done. I don't need to be yelled at by my mom or by my wife. That's for sure. All right, let's get to Soto and Alonzo real quick. We'll get back to your calls. Tiki's very good at interpreting things that are said. And so yesterday, Juan Soto met the media for the very first time. A few days earlier, Pete Alonzo met the media for the first time this spring. And one thing I noticed before we play these selective clips that I picked, number one, Pete was peppered. With questions about his contract. Yeah. I would say 90% of his introductory press conference was all questions about his contract. Yeah. Many different ways. Same question, many different ways. Oh, absolutely. Juan Soto was asked a grand total of two questions about his contract. Right. And, and by the way, I understand the difference. Right. I understand why it was different. But I just thought it was fascinating. Yeah. Like, I'm just observing that well, Juan Soto was barely asked about it, and Pete was asked about it 112 times. Well, Pete Alonzo is a, to the heretofore, he's a lifelong Met, right? So you want him to be a lifelong Met, especially Met fans. And Met fans, when they listen to Pete talk from now until the end of the season, they're going to be hearing, or at least trying to hear, an indication of whether or not he's going to be a Met. I get you. So, but with Juan Soto, it's kind of like, all right, we kind of know you're here for a year. We know you're going into free agency. We I know think you're going to make a half yeah. a billion dollars yeah. more, probably, uh, in your next contract. You're not signing it. So I, I think there were there were two cycles here with Soto. We'll get to these clips in a yeah. second. Prior to him being traded, most people around here were delusional. Like, they thought, oh, the Yankees will trade for him and be able to extend him. I argued with people about it on the air. Mm-hmm. I argued with Sean about it yep. on the air. And I think a lot of people around here were just... I don't know what the word is. They, they wanted, wanted, to, they they wanted to believe in the the aura of the Yankees was going to make him want to be a Yankee for the rest of his career. Yeah, I think it's a combination of that and a combination of just not following the situation that closely, right. which I understand. Like, if you weren't following the Juan Soto situation, you figured, oh, yeah, he'll get to the Yankees, he'll sign an extension. It was never, ever happening. And Sean and I had that argument in November, long before he got here. Once he was traded here, Everyone got smartened up to the fact Mm -hmm. that it's nothing personal. It's nothing against the Yankees. It doesn't mean he's not staying here. Just that Juan Soto has waited this long. He's about to become one of the hottest free agents in the history of baseball, which is true. He's going to get to free agency. So I think that that acceptance of Soto hitting free agency may be the other reason why he was only asked two questions about it. But let's start with Pete. Pete's question, and I pulled two of them specifically. This one was asking Pete, 
about wanting to be a lifelong New York Met. Can you definitively say that you want to be a lifelong Met? And also, do you believe that as the season plays out, you'll have the numbers and the production that at the end, you know, everything will work out in your favor? I mean, I for me, I think that um, number one goal is just being healthy through the uh, through the course of the year. I, I love it here. I definitely, uh, I definitely have envisioned myself of, of being a lifelong Met. That's a that's something I've definitely thought about. Um, and I love I love New York. It's a really special place uh, for uh, my family and I. And I I've definitely thought of the idea. I've definitely welcomed the idea. But I can't predict the future. Um, and for me, I just want to focus on on this season. I just want to be the best person I can be. And I've sat back and, and listened I've, and uh, just want to be the, the best player I can be. That's it. How do you take that? How do you take that, Tiki? That's the biggest non-answer I've ever heard. What do you mean? He said he wants to be a lifelong Met. Why can't you accept that? Of course you want to be a lifelong Met. But didn't Jacob DeGrom say the same thing? It's funny you say that. I keep this on my phone as a reminder every day. Do you want to know what Jacob DeGrom said? I think it sounded almost verbatim, but, <laughs> but, but, not, but not quite because he wasn't as verbose. He's a, he's a man of lesser words, right. Jacob DeGrom, right. but I feel like it was almost exactly the same thing. Hold on, I'm going to play it for you through my phone, okay? Because I keep this on my phone every day to remind myself what Jacob DeGrom said. You ready? And I said it before. Hold on, let me start from the beginning. And I said it before. Love being a Met. I think it would be really cool to be one for my entire career. But, um, you know, the plan is to um, exercise that option and and be in constant contact in the offseason with the Mets and, and just, uh, Steve Cohen in the front office. Yeah. So it's a non-answer. It's a complete non-answer. By the way, I love Jake, but were you really in constant contact with the Mets that entire offseason? <laughs> no, not at all. So you don't take he's gone and you don't take he's I, definitely staying out yeah, of it. I got nothing out of that. His preference would be to be here. But his actually that's that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even take his preference to be here? No. His preference is pay me, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's saying. So I want to play you a question. And, and again, I don't know how many people heard this press conference, but on the Rico, every Met fan listens to it. We actually went through and listened to it last night on the Rico. You could download it after the show is over. Rico Bronia, we listened to the entire Alonzo press conference. What I'm about to play you is the thing that concerned many Met fans. Okay? This is the clip that made some Met fans say, mm -hmm. he's gone. Let's see if Tiki feels the same way. First, the question from Anthony DeComo. Just given how effusive you've been about you know, how much you like your time here in New York, et cetera, why is sitting back and listening the right strategy for you versus maybe something a little more proactive approaching that and that sort of thing? Um, that's, I mean, I just, just what I think is right. So he got stumped. Yeah. He was asked, hey, if you really want to be here, what the yeah. hell's going on? Why yeah. aren't you more proactive instead of just listening? And Pete was stumped. This has caused many Met fans to think his stumpedness is proof that he can't wait to get the hell out of here. No, I don't think so. Whew. I think he, what, what, ha, what, what has happened in this situation is that there's a contract number that Scott Boris has either thrown out there or it's kind of been floated. Mm-hmm. And it's, it probably wasn't even responded to by the Mets. You think it was that absurd? I do. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think they even, like, considered responding to this. And so Pete knows this, obviously. But he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to, like, undercut his team. Like, he doesn't want to say, well, they didn't offer me, you know, what we wanted. Like, he doesn't want to say anything right. about the negotiation. Right. And so the only way to answer that question would, would have been, oh, yeah, we've reached out, and they haven't gotten back to us. But then that puts it all on the Mets. becomes a story, too. It becomes a story. What you want to do, if you're Pete Alonzo, yeah. is make sure nothing Dude, becomes a story. I, I actually commend him for, like, pausing and saying nothing. <laughs> I'm being serious. All right. right? Because I, I would have tended to want to talk. Oh, yeah, you know, it would have happened, you know, just blah, 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 blah. Oh, crap. I just, yeah, I just, oh, I can it. see that, by the way, in Tiki's career. <laughs> right. Like, ah, he just keeps talking. I, I paused, I, I, I applaud him for just saying, um, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> now, let's get to Juan right. Soto, because Juan Soto is represented by the very same man, Scott Boris. 
He was only asked two questions about his contract. So literally, you're about to hear everything he said about his contract. The first one for Juan is, is this a trial run in New York? Do you look at this as a trial run to see if you might like it here in New York with the Yankees long term? Yeah, I mean, we we gotta we gotta get to know the Yankees organization and the city and how it is to play in in New York, and to see then and make the decision there. Oh, you know what that means? That means that Sean's no booing at all <laughs> has to stay in effect for the entire season. Dude, I agree. Right. It's the first thing that pops in my mind. You guys, Yankee fans, do not boo Juan Soto at all. You're in a really difficult, unique spot. Yeah. Okay, and I think Juan Soto's a great player, and I think he'll he'll probably be fine with you guys this year. But you have a player who came to your team with rocket-high expectations. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you bring guys in with rocket-high expectations is that you boo them immediately when something bad happens. Yeah. CC Sabathia, Giancarlo Stanton. It's a common thing. Met fans do the same thing. We're no better. The difference between Juan Soto and every other player you've booed is that that player's locked up forever. Yes. This player, you're dating. So if you show him your bad side right. in the middle of April, he could easily call up Scott and say, Scott, yeah, they say for me. Yeah, this is that this is that first impression. Yes. But the problem is the first impression lasts for five months or six months. Yeah. It's gonna last for a long time. So do you think Juan Soto threatened Yankee fans with that answer? Uh, like, hey, I'm getting to know you. You better be nice. Basically. <laughs> yes. Because we all know what he's alluding to. You think that's what he meant? It's hard to play here because our fans are so educated that they, yeah. if you're not pulling the wool over their eyes, oh, I, I didn't mess up. Oh, yeah, you did, dude. <laughs> like, we're booing you. Yeah. Right? So he wasn't warning them necessarily, but he was saying, I'd be interested to see how they react to me. Interesting. If I don't hit home runs and I walk five times in a game. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because one of my theories. that could happen. Yeah, one of my theories about Juan Soto, he is a great baseball player, okay? Don't get me wrong when I say this, is that some of the things he does so well could cause backlash from fans. And what I mean by that is his eye. Yeah. Like sometimes a guy who's looking for a walk pisses off fans when the expectation is for them to hit a three-run mm-hmm. home run. And I'm not saying that's fair. I'm not saying I would do it. But I've seen this before. Like, Joey Votto in New York may have had a tough time. Because as great of an eye as he had, sometimes when he draws a walk in a spot in which you want him to hit a three-run home run, Mm -hmm. you get annoyed. That is why it is essential that Juan Soto bats second. He has to. Right. Because Because if Aaron Judge is hitting behind him, it'll mitigate any issues with him looking for a walk. Great point. Thank you. Right. Because if he does... Get your bat off your shoulder, Juan. Oh, wait, never mind. Judge is coming up. Yeah. You're good. I, I, I agree. You're good. Like You're good. I think it's almost a no-brainer now. I'm not sure Boone thinks about it that way, but I think about it that way. I mean, he sounded, when we talked to him, he sounded like he did want him to bat 2-3. No, no, I think he wants him to bat second. I don't think it's for the same reason we're giving, which is, boy, you could avoid backlash by yeah. hitting him second. No, because if you. he bats third, he's looking for one. No, and Anthony Rizzo grounds into a double play. I can see it on this station the next day. You know, we're paying this. This guy wants six hundred million, and he's looking for a walk. That's my imitation of Beningo as a Yankee fan. Anyhow, hey Juan, did you get to talk like contract at all with the Yankees? Chris Kirshner with the Athletic. Chris Kirshner. Uh, have have there been any conversations about a possible extension this offseason, or are you letting Boris handle that? I let Scott do his thing. Um, We've been talking throughout this offseason and everything, but definitely I let Scott do whatever he's doing. For me, I'm just focusing 24. Uh, I'm here to play baseball. I'm, I'm focusing on playing this year and try to win as much as we can and, and bring a championship to New York. It sounded a lot like Pete's answer, too. Oh, you think that Scott's coaching them the exact same way? 100%. <laughs> Deflect. D- talk about the season. I want to get because Pete said something about getting to the playoffs or, or earning the right to get into the playoffs. Right, right. It's just, it's the same same answer. It is Scott's going to smack him across the face with an offer, and then we're going to talk about it then. Mm. But it's not going to be until I'm a free agent. I'm you, worried about winning. That's all he says. You know how youth imply that right. 
Boris probably said to the Mets, here's what we want for Pete. And it's probably something absurd. Mm-hmm. $400 million over 10 right. years, right? Do you even think he bothers with Soto? No. Because like, he I, won't I, even give him an offer. Because why Why would you? A billion dollars. Because you're, you're <laughs> well, you're, you, well, I mean, that, but still. You're, he could do that. You're bidding against yourself. Right. Only. Right? When, when you know if you wait until the end of the season, like the bidding becomes massive. Yeah, it's going to be massive. And so there are probably teams that can't afford and don't even, they'll think about it at yeah. least. So, but if you do it now, you have the negotiation now. You're just talking to one team. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Well, and also, Juan Soto, more than any other player in free agency, is such a unicorn. Because mm-hmm. he's awesome. Yeah, and he's young. Like, I don't think Yankee fans get it yet. Like, I'm about to compliment you. I don't think you fully understand the utter brilliance that you have in your lineup right now. Like, I don't think you get it. No. I don't think you understand this unicorn that is walking through your door and being in your lineup. Like, he's that good. He's that awesome. And he's so young right. that his well, free agency is going to be epic. He could get $700 million. Like, my prediction I wrote down on social media this morning was 12 years, 600, which I think is reasonable. I think there's a decent chance he gets more than that. Now, who's going to be the highest bidder? I can't tell you that. I can't tell you the Yankees are going to do it or not do it. Who the hell knows? I don't know who it's going to be. Like, who would have thought A-Rod was going to go to the Texas Rangers yeah. in 2001? No one would have predicted it. No. I can think any team that's owned by a billionaire would say, wow, Juan Soto at that age? Yeah, we'll give him $800 million. So I think we're going to be headed a year from now into this really unique free agency. But for now, you're about to watch utter brilliance. Mm-hmm. So be careful. Right. Because Juan Soto's already warned you with some of his comments. Don't boo me. I'm the king. <laughs> I run this show. Because this is so unique for you guys, Yankee fans, whether it was Jason Giambi or it was Roger Clemens or it was Sabathia or it was Teixeira or it was Garrett Cole. You name the star you acquired. Whenever you acquired a star, you had them. You were married to them. So you could boo them all day. And guess what? They were signed long term. They were mm-hmm. going to be on your team. This is the first time where you've lost all your power. All your power is gone. He has the power. Right. God forbid you boo him on that rainy April night. And he says to the media, hey, Juan, what'd you think? You know, over two, three walks and two strikeouts when it mattered. And they're booing you. What went through your mind? And he looks at that camera with a death stare and says, I didn't like it. (laughs) You guys, will you know what your pants are about? He'll say, I earned it. I earned that. I'll be better next time. He doesn't have to, though, Tika. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Every other athlete has to say that yes. because they're married to us as fans. He ain't married to us. And by the way, Met fans, stop chuckling. Y'all think this is so funny, right? He has a bad time with the Yankees. He has a bad time with us. Right, it's New Yorkers across the board. Yeah. Or tri-state areas. I'm not saying this is, oh, watch out for the Mets. I haven't even brought them up. I'm saying watch out for it as a whole. So, Met fans, you're in a tough spot. Because if you're eyeing their girl, if you're eyeing her, and you're like, oh, we're going to swoop on in. And he wants to leave because Big Mac is booing him on a Tuesday <laughs> night? Or freaking Morash is saying, kiss my fat ass. He's hitting 210? Don't think for a second he's going to say, oh, but Queens is much nicer. <laughs> that's not going to happen. By the way, that's Evan just uh, miming Sean's drop. He's not calling him fat. Oh, that's right. Thank yeah, you. Thank welcome. you for making I'm just that looking clear. Out for you. I am not calling anybody <laughs> fat whatsoever. <laughs> Boy, I got to tell you, I must live in some kind of bubble sometimes. And I watch the news. I listen to the news. But I just heard in that traffic report we played here on WFAN that a plane landed on the Southern State Parkway? Wow. What? Yeah, you must not have paid attention to the last traffic report because we were saying the same thing in the last break. Oh, you heard it last <laughs> break. The last break. I was like, what? <laughs> How did a plane land on the southern side, and it didn't hit anybody? No, it was a single-engine small Cessna plane, I believe. Gotcha. And I... What, did people just get out of the way? Like, I mean, <laughs> Can you cars, imagine like, driving on the southern state and a plane just landed? Like, seriously, what do you do in that situation? You just, like, veer? I yeah, don't you know, swerve out of the way. Like, what other option do you have? It's a plane, though. It's like, well, what are you going to do, drive right into it? Like, what are you going to do? I, I just don't know how you avoid it. You know, it's crazy about, I, this was months ago now. I had a very vivid dream, because I, I don't like flying. I'm like your wife. Your mm-hmm. wife doesn't like flying Hates either. It. And I flew recently. First time I had flown in a year. And I was having nightmares kind of leading up to it. And I had this very vivid dream that I was on a plane, and it landed on a highway. <laughs> very similar. And I woke up, like, before it stopped. 
which I think is what happens in dreams because you don't die in your dreams. No. Like, it's impossible. Never, like, I guess yeah. if you right. die in your dream, you actually die. Yeah. So, luckily, I haven't died in my dream because I'm not dead yet. That's Inception, right? What does that mean? That's a movie, Inception. It's so, a Christopher Nolan movie, and Tiki's right. That no, but what does that have to do with what I'm saying? Is that the theme of the you movie? die in your dream because it's, like, they're... It's a weird movie. You got to watch it. But they're, almost, like, they're like jumping back into dreams. Almost like stuff. The Matrix. Yes, but different because yes. it's in dreams. Right, Matrix. If you but die you in The Matrix. Because then you die. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. In real life. Right. Oh, okay. Well, or you I... die outside of the, the whatever the institute. Whatever. No, it makes sense because I haven't died in any dreams. No. And I assume that Even you can't. Even when you're falling. Right. Like everybody just wake up. falling dream. You just kind of wake up. You just wake up. Yeah. I have some weird dreams, man. Mm. But imagine that. You're just driving down the highway in a plane just passing by. <laughs> so hopefully everybody's okay. Is everybody okay, by the way? I mean, I think so. Right? I don't I mean, make light of this. Carrying two people. They were being checked out at the scene. I mean, the plane landed. So, I mean, it didn't crash. It just Near landed, exit right? 33. So wow. it landed. It didn't crash. Wow. So I assume everybody's okay. You know what's so strange? So I grew up on Long Island, but I grew up in a place on Long Island that's very close to John F. Kennedy Airport. Mm-hmm. So at night, planes would rock my bedroom. Like, it would come right over, and it would shake, and you just get used to it. Like, you don't think much of it. Same thing when you're driving on the Nassau Expressway, which yeah. is close to where I was living, and is obviously right near JFK Airport. You're driving on it. And sometimes it looks like the plane's going to land on you. <laughs> Same thing when you're driving on the Grand Central Pass LaGuardia. You're driving, and it looks like the plane's going to land on you. And I've just been so used to it because I grew up near an airport. And I right. think most of us are used to it, especially if you're on the highways I just described. But now, I'm not sure if I'm going to be so used to it. <laughs> like, the next time I drive to City Field, and I'm on the Grand Central, and all of a sudden, like, this giant plane's on top of me, I'm probably going to pull over. So going from Jersey... From Newark Airport area over there's a bridge, it's the uh, Casciano Bridge. The planes going into Newark, they like take this massive bank turn Ugh. right by the bridge, oh. and it's all it, it it always scares the hell out of me. You're not used to it yet. Well, I I mean I am, and usually they're far enough away, but sometimes it's like banking right when I'm there, and it just it just scares you. No, yeah. because you don't like you don't you're not used to seeing a plane sideways. Right, that's right. right. You're used to seeing them flying flat. Yeah, but the thing is, bank sideways and getting ready to pull in for a, I guess land some. I don't know, whatever. It's just it's it's disconcerting. Yeah, no kidding. I'm concerned now. Let's go to Mike in New Rochelle. How are you, Mike? What's up, Mike? Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up? Good. What's up? Uh, the kids are home from school. A, a, a pretty young lady wants to say hi to you, T. Oh, okay. Hi. Uh, what's I'm up? Big fan, Tiki. What's that? I'm a big fan. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you being a big fan. That's my little one, uh, Mia. Oh, Mia. I got my big one, Eleven. You guys got uh, the whole week of school off? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm well the whole that. week? Whole week. Well, we only got a day in New Jersey. Really? I'm jealous, yeah. Mia. My kids are, for yeah. sure. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> she was watching you She was watching you on Saturday. I was watching an old uh, game. I think it was Eli. It was... When you were with Eli. Got uh, it. So back in 04, 05 or so. I respect that, Mike. Mike spends a Saturday with football season over saying, I'm going to watch old football. Right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, my stamp, um, oh, my cats want to say what's up. Sal and BT want to say what up. <laughs> and I actually did name my cat Sal and BT. As wow. Myself. That, that is, has got to be an honor for them. She said, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Every GM, every you know VP, they want to put their stamp on the franchise, right? Right. Yes. Right. This, unfortunately, you know, if you are an Alonzo fan, I believe is going to be Stearns' stamp. 
Yeah. He's going to go a different way. You know, um, he's not going to go with Alonzo. And I, I love Alonzo, but um, I think it's going to go Soto and pitching next year. But yeah. You know why, but you, Mike, before, you know why that doesn't make sense to me? It yeah. doesn't, but... I mean, that's a decision that you were talking about that now has to be made. Yeah, but the whole part that doesn't make sense, though, is that if the Mets have already decided, like if they have already made the decision, you know what? We don't want to pay Pete Alonso. We're going to lose him in free agency. We're going to let him walk away. We prefer to target Juan Soto in pitching. We're done. We're not pursuing Pete Alonso. Then they should have done something I wouldn't like, but they should have traded him. Last year. During this offseason. Oh, during this. Because I always think you have more value with a full year and more teams thinking they're in it than you even do at the trade deadline. Because I know your answer is, well, you'll do it at the trade deadline. No, you won't. Because if the team is good, you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And you also lessen the amount of suitors. Well, he was also asked about this. Yeah, he did, he put that one away. It was, I mean, it was a good answer. He's like, oh, I just had my first live BP, so like. But, but it's why I understand where Mike's coming from. We're on the same side of this of wanting Pete back. It's why I don't believe the theory that they already know they're moving on from him because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up, right? They, if they've they already, would have already done it. Exactly. You would have just ripped the bandaid off. I think, and what you they, had reason because you have a new president GM. It just it just would have made sense. Well, it wouldn't have made sense. I would have not, yelled and not screamed. Not for fans, but it would have made sense. If you don't want him. Well, it doesn't make sense to do it now. It goes back to the start of the show. We were talking about Saquon Barkley. And my big argument is, if you wouldn't even listen on trade offers back in October, then that shows me you better be interested in keeping him. Right. There's a value that he had that made you want to keep him then, and now you can't get anything for him, so you need to keep him now. It wouldn't make sense to not listen on trade offers, but then to decide during the offseason, we don't want him back. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing with Pete Alonso, which is why I don't buy that. Like, I think the Mets are just playing hardball. I think the Mets are saying, you know what? Your analytics and your war, it ain't that high. Yeah, but- you're going to go to free agency. You're not going to get what you want. And we're confident we'll be the highest bidder. Now, they may be wrong with that calculation, but I think that's the calculation they're taking. Yeah. Not the idea of, we don't want him, we're letting him well, leave. Well, I think the difference, well, it's hard because Blake Snell actually fits this mold because he just won the Cy Young, but it, it hasn't been consistent enough. So Pete's in a category on his own compared to these five that we're talking about with J.D. and and Cody Bellinger and, and Montgomery and Blake Snell. Um, so, it, like... Pete is the best power hitter, run generator in baseball. He has been for three or four years now. So when he gets in the free agency, other teams know that. It's not like, oh, well, Blake had this injury. It's, oh, Cody, Cody was bad here. Oh, J.D.'s getting up there in little age. Montgomery, eh. Like, there's none of that going to happen. Right. So if they don't sign Pete Alonzo before, and that's why I think it's con- like it's it's not an accident – that they're saying we're shutting this down once spring training starts or once the season starts like Aaron Judge did because the value for Pete is only going to go higher when he's free because everybody knows that he's the best at what he's doing. Mm. Whereas right now, the only team that can negotiate with him is the Mets. They need to value that, but they're not. No, no, because I think they think they will get him at more so their price than what the price but is right now so, for him. But I think if you're looking at... They his, may be wrong, but I think I that's think the calculation. Because you think about... Like, there's a reason why Blake Snell hasn't signed yet. Or teams haven't ponied up the number that he's asking for. And with Jordan Montgomery and with Cody. Like, there's there's all reasons. There's no reason not to do it for Pete Alonzo. Yeah, but here's the thing about Pete Alonzo, and it's funny. I was saying this the other day to, to Hoffman when we were talking on the Rico about this. For years, not here on this radio station, because I don't think we care that much about it, but certainly when we got inside on the Mets, we mm-hmm. would kind of openly complain how the analytics aren't fair to Pete Alonso, how his war wins above um, replacement. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> that it doesn't accurately indicate how impactful a player Pete is. And it used to bother us. Like, I would joke around. I'd read all the guys ahead of Pete Alonso in war and say, are these guys better than Pete Alonso? And the answer was obviously no. Like, if you watch baseball and care about baseball, you'd say this doesn't match up. Mm -hmm. And so for a while, it would bother us, oh, he's so disrespected. That thing may help the Mets because when he gets to free agency. The analytics, the advanced analytics. And the advanced analytics say he's not that good, which I'm sorry. I watch every Met game. You want to say I'm biased? I'm biased. He is that good. The analytics are wrong, in my opinion. And I've said that for years. 
But those analytics being harsh on Pete may be good for the Mets because it may lead to him not getting paid as much as he thinks he deserves to get paid. So it's funny how something that bothered you for so long right, but may, the, may turn out to be beneficial. But if that is the case, then why is it Pete saying, let's just get this done now? Because maybe Scott Boris is saying, don't worry. Those analytics stand nothing to my binder that I'm going to put on every GM's <laughs> table, and I'm going to promise you the moon, and maybe I'll get it for you. Let's go to Bob and Belmar. What's up, Bob? Hey, what's going on? Evan, first thing, I just want to say thank you. For not constantly saying Juan Soto in the all into the Mets, that's all I hear on the 10 a.m. show. So I want to say thank you on that, first of all. Uh, two points, and then I'll hang out. First point, I think Juan Soto, I think Yankees have the best chance of resigning him. Only talks great about the Yankees. Look at all of his press conferences. And it might, maybe the Dodgers get involved. Mariners maybe be a sneaky team. Of course, the Mets money talk at the end of the day. And then to my second point, I know you mentioned Yankees really have never had, you know, the signing of a big star after one year with them. Aaron Judge a little bit different, but if you look at last season, Aaron Judge got booed constantly uh, before he got resigned. Bad relationship with the front office, with Cashman, but they brought him back. So at the end of the day, you know, what's the atmosphere? They, he sees that playing with Judge and Cole. I think it's a, a whole different ball game. I, yeah. I think that what you're saying can't hurt, but what I've always believed about Juan Soto is that, and this goes back to him turning down the $400 million that he turned down from the Washington Nationals, that man is going to sign with the team that pays him the most right. money. He's and if always wanted to bet on himself. He's always wanted to bet on himself. I think he made the right bet. And I think ultimately, you could talk to me all day about the Yankee tradition and the Yankee crowd, and I'm not disrespecting you because I don't think it hurts to have that stuff on your side. But I don't think it's the difference maker. I think the difference maker is going to be every last dime. And so here's what I would say, and I think every Yankee fan is going to agree with what I'm about to say. If you're Hal Steinbrenner, you cannot lose. Period. And I said that about Aaron Judge. Yeah. And to their credit, they got it done. Once despite, he make, lose, despite losing. <laughs> well, you lost, but you won because yeah. you ultimately got him yeah, back. Yeah, you played on the sentiment. You got him back. Right. You made a trade for Juan Soto, which I fully support. You made a gamble on Juan Soto for one year, which I totally understand. And now when you get to free agency, you cannot be outbid. That's the way I would look at it. What if they win the World Series? Is that a caveat? No. So either way, no matter what. You're talking about for me or for the Yankees Yankees. fan in general? No, if the Yankees win a World Series and he was a hired whatever and you got him and you won. No. No? I think, you know what, if anything, I think it makes it more so that you got to keep him. You I think, just had a long World Series run. You made even more money. Like, yeah. There's no reason, and you know this, Loogie, the Yankee belief is very different than us. I think if the Mets won a World Series, we'd be all so you know, drunk and happy. Right. We wouldn't care about the Yan- tomorrow. The Yankees would say, we got to do it again. I think the Yankee fan would say, yeah. that's great. And, now go come back and build a right. dynasty. And in theory, if every if the, for them to win a World Series, all the players that we've been talking, Judge and Cole and even Rodon and Nest, like all those guys are going to have to play great, right? So if they do it one year, why can't they do it again? It's almost like you end up running it back again. I think it puts more pressure on them. I 100% <laughs> agree. Anything. It just it makes you want to run it back again, not, hey, let's just rebuild and get some young players. That's not what you'll think. Look, you'll well, think, let's go win another one. I don't think it matters if it's the, the Texas Rangers or it's the Mets or it's the Angels or it's the Red Sox or it's the Dodgers or it's the Diamondbacks. If there is a team that outbids you mm-hmm. for Juan Soto, I think if you're a Yankee fan, you are marching on the stadium. Mm. Like, you are fuming. And by the way, to my friends out there who are Yankee fans, don't worry about this today. Like, this is, unfortunately, there's nothing you can do about it. And it's just, it's not worthy of worrying about today. It's more, and the reason I think it matters and we're talking about it is because he just got to camp. And he just spoke for the first time. just asked about it, and Pete was just asked about it. So, it's like fresh, and it's there. But both guys are going to get to free agency. And I think both franchises better make sure they don't lose their This guy. is probably a good time to remind everybody, Sean's not here. He has this, what, you can't boo Juan Soto for That's the right. entire Yankee That's fan, right. so I'll be Sean today. A reminder, don't boo Juan Soto. Juan himself <laughs> said it today, hey, I'm giving you guys a little trial run. Right. Part of that is don't boo, so Sean was on to something with that. Here's he a question you got to ask yourself, though. What if, because be Juan terrible. Soto <laughs> got terrible. off to a terrible start <laughs> in San Diego, uh-huh. to the point where... And I think Hoffman repeated it on your old show, which he should not have done, because I said you got to pro- you got to supply proper context, Hoff. If you just spout this on the air, mm-hmm. people are going to think you got ten heads. 
Uh, I did some numbers that for a while, Daniel Vogelback was a better acquisition than Juan Soto. Yes. That Daniel Vogelback's numbers were actually better than Juan Soto. Yes. And I think he shared it with you he and did. Brandon without any context at all. None. <laughs> yes, we did have that. And we're like, what? So here's the point, though. If Juan Soto performs with the Yankees like he did for the first few months in San Diego, mm. I don't give a rat's ass what Sean has claimed or what you guys listening claim, he'll, he'll you're going to boo him. He's have, he'll have earned the booze. He'll earn the booze. Yes. By the way, odds he'll are he's going to struggle outside the... I mean, history has shown you switch leagues, you're on a new team, the pressure. He's probably going to struggle I agree. the yeah. first month or so. Yankee games early on the year, there's a lot of rain, it's cold, it sucks. You're in a bad mood. It's not baseball season. Mm. So you really need to be cognizant of that in April. Don't he's boo. young. Is he married? Juan? I don't know. He's like 24, right? Why does that matter in this equation? What does that mean? If you're married and moving your family or they're visiting or it just becomes a bit of a distraction. Oh, so you're saying like if his wife hears the booze, she's going to be pissed off? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I wonder like family is like, I hate this place. <laughs> this place is disgusting. No, you're right. I hate it. It's you terrible. got These fans are the worst I've ever seen in my entire life. Get the hell out of here. You Yankee fans are under <laughs> a lot of pressure, man. And you know, I'll tell you how I can relate to you. I swear to God this happened. And I've told this story before. This is not in my book because I didn't remember the specific game. So it's not in my Mets Bible, which goes on sale April 2nd. When the Mets traded for Mike Piazza in the middle of the 98 season, he was obviously a free agent at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay? And he was sitting about 340. I'm not joking. Like, he was in 340. But to many Mets fans, it wasn't enough. That kids had in mind, Yankee fans. Seeing eye singles. They <laughs> Why? Because you know. he only had, like, eight home runs or something? So... There was a guy next to me at the old Loge box at Chase Stadium who booed Mike after he grounded into a double play. Mm. And I got very upset. And I was upset, A, because I thought the guy was an idiot. And then, B, believe it or not, 26 years earlier, I was thinking the same thing. Like, why are we booing this guy? Like, this this could turn him off. He's yeah. a free agent at the end of the year. He's hitting 340. He's getting booed at Chase Stadium. Well, that's different. What are we doing? That's different. It's not different, it though. It is, because Juan, if Juan Soto is hitting 340... I think Yankee fans are going to be more than thrilled. Oh, you think they're better? Especially if his on-base percentage is, I don't know, way the hell up. You think you're better than us? No. Why? So Mets fans are stupid and Yankee fans are smart, right? No, I just think context has changed. No, no. Here's the context. When I got mad at the guy for booing him and I said, what the F is wrong with you? He said he never gets the big hit. And I said, dude, he's hitting 340. He's like, yeah, all meaningless. Context matters. You're right. Like, Yankee fans used to say that about A-Rod. Oh, yeah, he had 50 home runs. 45 of them were with a seven-run lead. Like, <laughs> fans are stupid and we're crazy. And so I got mad at the guy, and we argued. And look, did I win out? Not really, because Piazza got booed a lot in that season. Right. Now, ultimately, Mike was a tough guy. He got the money from the Mets during the signing window. He actually never got to true free agency because he signed in that exclusive window, and the Mets kept him, and it, happy ending. But I thought the same thing that we're talking about right now with Yankee fans about, hey, be careful, you don't want to boo the guy. I was yelling at one of my fellow Met fans, and they were booing Piazza, who wasn't even having a bad year. See, here's what you have to remember, Tiki. When a guy comes here with enormous expectations like Mike Piazza did, like Juan Soto did, logic is out the window. True. Logic doesn't even matter. True. But this is is feels, and I mentioned the era, because this feels like a hypersensitive athlete era. Like, athletes are so much more aware of what everybody says and thinks about them or writes about them mm-hmm. or what opinion the front office has about you or your teammates or whatever whatever the heck it is. They're very sensitive to it. I'm not saying Juan specifically is. I'm just saying in general. In that era, Mike Piazza, it, just, it probably felt just like baseball. Okay, but it, to it your point. It didn't feel like the whole town or the whole city is attacking me. You may be right, but also with times changing, you know what else has changed? What's Fans that? are even worse. Oh, of course. So the... Odds of booing are higher today than they were in 1998. Yeah, but I would trust. And in 1998, we were booing a guy hitting 340. But I also would trust that the fan is more educated. So if Juan Soto is hitting 330, let's not even get him to 340, and he's he's walking a lot and he's scoring runs and he's getting on base ahead of Judge and things are working. If he has a little, they're not going to boo him because okay. a, I'm going to make believe I'm a Yankee he's fan not, in the upper. He's deck. not getting the the big hit in the big I, moment. I just booed Juan Soto, and you're at the game, and you're like, yeah. "Hey, why did you boo Juan Soto? Watch what happens." Boo! Boo! <laughs> Ask me why. Why are you booing Juan Soto? I don't care what his on base is. I don't care what his OPS is. Every freaking big spot, this guy's looking at strike three. What are you looking for? What the hell are you looking for? What do you think? How do you how do you argue with that, Tiki? I don't. I just go change my seat. 
someplace else. <laughs> well, to me, to me, that's why Soto has to bat in front of Judge because if Soto's batting behind him and he takes a walk and Stanton strikes out or grounds into a double play, you will hear that. Why did he walk? Why didn't he get the big hit? Why didn't he swing the bat? Now, if you take a walk and Judge is up next, you'll live with it. So that's why that batting order no, is key. And, and here's the other thing. If Judge doesn't come up with the big hit mm-hmm. after Soto walks, Judge will take the heat. And you live with it. Because he's Aaron Judge. And right. he's fine because he's exactly. used to it. He's homegrown here and he's paid already. But I, look. So it's I, fine for Aaron Judge to take the heat. But trust what me. what leaders do. Of course. So he's got the C on his chest. That's right. Not literally, but figuratively. But trust me, fans, and I've I've been a part of it, yeah. we're irrational. So when you say, oh, they won't poop, he's hitting 330, welcome to earth. I mean, of course we will. And and I agree. I think Sean Morash's idea of a no-boo policy towards Juan Soto is his best idea. I agree with his mm-hmm. idea. I just think that some great ideas, like, they don't work. Like, I got a lot of great ideas for our country. They don't work. <laughs> like, they just won't work in execution. because you're not running for office. I'm thinking about it, though. You should. <laughs> Chris is in Flint, Michigan. What's up, Chris? What's up, Chris? Hey, Tiki Evan. How's it going, guys? I'm good, Welcome dude. Show. Thank you, man. Thanks. What's up? All right. Evan, I got to tell you, man, you got to do anything and everything in your power to get the rights to read your own audio. <laughs> Damn right. It is a ga- yeah. It's a game changer, man. I listen to audiobooks at work. It probably keeps me alive 50% of the time, to be honest with you. Yeah. But your voice, your cadence, delivery, and your passion is a game changer, and you have got to do it. I'm a huge Mets fan, and, you know, being here in Michigan, it's a little weird, yeah. but Chris, that's, I, Chris, you're saying exactly what I told Evan before. There's moments the of truth. excitement that, that – uh, I don't know, someone who doesn't know what that excitement means. That's right. Just because he's reading the word. He can't do it. That's right. Who else could read live in L.A. for the Ryan Church game? My longtime midday partner, Joe Beningo, and I love to travel. In 2008, we went to Los Angeles to see an NBA Finals game, and the Mets play a series in Anaheim against the Angels. I'm a loser. We were treated to a Mets win and the firing of Willie Randolph in the middle of the night. But we had so much fun, we decided to do it again one year later. Our producer at the time was Greg Giannotti, who's blossomed into a star at our radio station. <laughs> Wrap your legs around me, and I'll give you a ride. Now hosting the morning show with Boomer Esiason. By the way, I just heard he something. He joined us. as we. Well, go ahead. Which is why you have to read this book. Go ahead. You have to. Why? In fact, you you have to insist. <laughs> if they tell you that you, you didn't read well enough, tell them to go kick rock. <laughs> Or kiss ass. <laughs> I was going to say. Whatever it is. He could kiss my ass. Because your book is written in the first person. That is true. It's got to be me. It's got to be Can you. Can you imagine some random person reading I, my long time midday partner? Kiss ass. Me. You're right. It has to be you. Seriously. <laughs> and if they don't, you need to read it yourself. Oh, Jesus. I mentioned Tatiana in this book. Who is that? Our trip got off to a wild start when we met a nice woman poolside at the hotel named Tatiana, <laughs> who wasted no time showing us a picture of a famous NFL player's genitalia no. that she had on her phone. That's a lie. I feel you my tail. Yeah, no, this is in my book, yeah. I forgot I, I talked about that. Goodbye, SNY. That's a tease right there. Wow. That's right. I'm whipping one out. Tatiana. Oh, glad I don't know a Tatiana. Gio remembers. <laughs> Joe remembers. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, I think I will be able to read my own book. I have, to audition. I have to audition no, for it, don't. though, first. No, you don't. You That's make, what they told you me. You make a demand. They said I have to audition to read my audio book. It's in the first person. <laughs> it be, it's more valuable as a like a piece of art, audio art, if it's actually the person who wrote it nah, talking right. about his own experience. Nah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It you're doesn't right. make any other sense otherwise. <laughs> God, if they don't hire me for this, <laughs> Tiki's going to protest. I am. Tiki's going to say, what are you I'm doing? only buying 50 books. That's all. Oh, I like that. You could also get Tatiana to read it. You'd sell a hell of a lot more books that way. <laughs> Tatiana, boy, that was crazy. Come those. bearing pictures. Uh, <laughs> Can you give us a hint on the athlete? Give us a sport. A football player. It was Tiki. <laughs> I can't believe it. I just Tiki. told you. I do not know a Tantiana. Doesn't Whip mean... out the jumbo pack. You think while me, Giannotti, and Beningo were poolside in L.A., <laughs> someone just randomly showed us a picture of Tiki's Tiki? Uh, <laughs> absolutely. I watch Vanderpump Rules. L.A. is a crazy place. Uh, stop watching that show. It looks like <laughs> such a kinky sex activity. <laughs> We'll come back and get more of your calls in at 877-337-6666, plus a huge night for the New York Rangers. No team in the history of the NHL has ever won a Stanley Cup and then had to play two days later. 
and the Rangers are facing that at Madison Square Garden tonight. Sean Morash is not here. He obviously was at the parade and was in no condition to show up to work today. But will the Rangers be in condition to show up to work tonight? I mean, they did win a Stanley Cup the other day. Bitch, New York Ranger fan. <laughs> I didn't say that, by the way. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Evan and Tiki here on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.